Well, hello, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to Glenn Mills Podcast, where it is our desire that you learn, that you love, and you live the Word of God. Though, you know, the Word of God will transform our lives if only we will read it and listen to it. And even the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. I am so excited about all the people that have poured into my life over the many years the preachers, the evangelists, uh, the teachers, the mature Christians, people that were led by the Spirit of God and who studied that Word, it transformed my life. And I can't say thank you enough to all of those wonderful people, but mainly I want to praise the precious Holy Spirit of God because the Bible says He is our comfort, our strength, but praise God, He is our teacher as well, and he will teach us if we will ask him to do so. You know, it is truly, I would desire the the title for this podcast is basically learning and living and loving the Word of God, because my friend, it changes everything. You know, as we're in the Christmas season, this is our first podcast, by the way, and I'm excited about that to get, um, we're going into a new season of just expanding, and this is one of the ways that we're doing it. We're excited that you took a moment to, to listen and to and hopefully get something from what we've got to say today. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, I did a message on Facebook and YouTube on Glenn Mills Ministries. And I encourage you to go check out those videos. But the one that I'm referring to is the video that was entitled The God of Christmas, The God of Christmas. And we all know that that is our Heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord and Savior, the one who came at Christmas, His birth that we celebrate the God of Christmas. So if you want to hear this message in its entirety, because I'm just going to pull a segment out of what I really want to talk about in this message today in this podcast. But uh, on Glenn Mills Ministries, remember Glenn has two ends. It does make a difference when you're on the internet. Glenn Mills Ministries on Facebook and on YouTube. A lot of great videos there for you as well. The God of Christmas. Now, what we were stressing in the video at the time because it was really just going to be one of the moments in the Word that we do occasionally on videos. And uh, you can find, like I say, all of those also on YouTube and Facebook. But we were thinking about the God of Christmas being our Heavenly Father. But if we're not careful, anything we put before God actually becomes our God. And the thought that God gave me at that moment was some people, instead of worshiping the God of Christmas, is actually worshiping the Christmas God. We also put that in our last newsletter that we uh, sent out to our partners. You know, what do you mean the Christmas God? That, that means if you put Christmas, even the activities, uh, the festivities, all the things that we do at Christmas, the lights, the trees, the decorations, the shopping, it, you know, if you don't really know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're celebrating all that stuff, then you're actually celebrating the Christmas God and not the God of Christmas. Now, we're not trying to be offensive. I really just want you to think about this. You know, anytime you hear a podcast, uh, something that we do or one of our videos, all I ask you to do is you pray about it and ask the Holy Spirit, you know, you know, what do I do with this message? Does, does this really apply to me? And that's all I've asked you to do because sometimes I may hear a message that doesn't really move me one way or the other. And then I'll hear a message that really makes me think about something in my life. So please don't ever get offended with us. Uh, you know, that's not our intent is to upset you. But when it comes to Christmas, you know, uh, God began to show me these things that if we're not careful, we're worshiping the Christmas God. All of the things that what we think represent Christmas instead of 
the God who gave us Christmas, and that is our Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ. But in prayer the other day, God began to reveal some things to me, because I don't know about you, sometimes when I, I look at what's going on at Christmas and all the hustle and the bustle and the buying and the spending, and, you know, we hear people say, well, you know, you got to remember the reason for the season, and that's great, but do we? Do we really remember the reason for the season and do we really celebrate him as much as we do everything else all the christmas stuff now this this is what i want to share with you as i was praying about that and i'm like god how do you feel you know father how do you feel about how we're doing christmas all the stuff and and if you'll be honest and go back and study the the history of Christmas celebration. You know, a lot of things have been brought in from other places and other beliefs and other religions or whatever. But how does God see Christmas? And that's really what I asked him. I said, Father, how do you see Christmas? You know, I, I mean, what is your viewpoint on it? And God spoke into my spirit. Well, I'm 58 years old. And God really began to show me some things that I reckon I should have known a long time ago and maybe did in one way or another. But it really, really, God spoke to me in such a way it really hit home. And especially when God said this, and this is what I want to get 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 across to you. And this is what I really want you to think about and meditate about for the next few moments is Christmas was meant to be spiritual and not physical. It was meant to be about the spiritual, not the physical. Now, if you'll be honest, how much stuff do we do at Christmas that is basically the physical? But you see, everything God did for us, God did not come. You know, we know he's Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus came in a physical body. But why? To show us the father, to show us what eternity was going to be. And to what? To forgive us of our sins that we could be born again. All of that is spiritual. Now, does Jesus heal? Yes, that's physical. Does he touch us? Does he help us? Does he educate? Yep. There are some physical realms, but all of that is still pointing to the eternal, to the spiritual. Friends, our whole Christian walk, when you say you are a Christian, you are Christ-like, you are a mini Messiah, if you will. When we say we're Christian, that means you have stepped over into the spirit realm. You, you have gone out of the physical worldly realm and the worldly way of thinking and you've been born again because notice you were first born what physically for my mother, our father. We came through the order. We came through the womb. But now we're what? We've been born again. We have died to self and risen with Christ. That is spiritual. That is spiritual. When you look at the crucifixion, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. That's the birth. But then Resurrection Sunday, which we call Easter, which has a lot of stuff about that that has nothing to do with the resurrection. When we look at the resurrection, what is that? It is spiritual. It's all about Jesus dying for the sins of the world to give us a relationship with the Father, defeating death, hell, and the grave, the resurrection, the crucifixion. All of that is spiritual. And when you look at Christmas... It's the same thing. It is spiritual. God says, I gave you an example of what Christmas was supposed to be. Now, let's break it down. If you look in Luke chapter 2, you're going to see the story of Christmas. And all of it is pointing to the spiritual. And let me explain why. God is the giver of Christmas. He is the God of Christmas. He gave Jesus not only at the cross, but he gave him first to the virgin, to be born in a manger or be born and placed in a manger that he would grow and start his ministry and then do the work that God had called him to do. 
So we know that it is God coming to earth through that physical so he could show us, connect with us and show us the father, which was the eternal. So we've got God giving his son and all my friends, it's beautiful. God gave his son. You ever heard the old term, the gift that keeps on giving? That was what God intended for Jesus to be. When he gave us Jesus, that gift of Jesus Christ, what we're supposed to do is take the same gift and keep on giving it to others. But you see, the enemy has come in and he has so distorted that that we're giving everywhere in the world except to what we were supposed to do, and that is giving Jesus to other people, giving Jesus to people who don't know him. That is what the foundation of Christmas is, is come on out, the giving of the Messiah, the giving of the Christ. And that is what God's intended foundation of Christmas is. Not that because he gave Christ, we go give gifts to everybody else. Now, am I going to get on it? No, I'm not going to get all on all that. You, you give all the gifts you want to give. But I'm telling the foundational gift, the foundational reason for Christmas is that God gave his son so that we would also give his son to others. So we've got God giving his son. But then let's look at the angels. The angels came and what they do, the shepherds were out in the field. The angels showed up and they began proclaiming the good news that the Messiah, Jesus, was coming. A proclamation of God's given salvation through his son, Jesus Christ, that Jesus would come and die for the sins of the world. So we've got a proclamation of the good news. And then they glorified the God who gave the good news. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Goodwill to men. All of that is spiritual. So we see God giving a gift that we're supposed to receive and keep on giving. Then we're supposed to what? Do what the angels did. Proclaim the good news that Jesus, the Messiah, has come, that we can be forgiven of our sins. And then we glorify, we praise and honor the God, our Father, who gave Jesus Christ. So we've got God, we've got the angels, now we've got the shepherds. Let's look at what they're doing. They, they heard the good news, they heard the proclamation, they heard the singing, they heard the glorifying. Then what did they do? They took off, they went to Bethlehem, and they found the Christ child. They worshipped him. And the Bible says when they had finished worshiping him, they left and widely, the Bible says widely proclaimed everything they saw and they heard and they experienced. So now what, what do we have involved is worship and evangelism, worship and evangelism. Think about this now. They came, they worshiped, but then they went out and began to tell everybody what they had heard, what they had seen, and what they experienced. So what is Christmas? It is the giving of God's Son. It's the proclamation of the good news. It's the glorifying the Father of the good news. It's worship and it's evangelism. But then let's look lastly at the wise men. Now some people say they came two years later. I tend to believe that myself because the Bible said he was a small child at a house. He wasn't in a manger. Now we put it all together at Christmas because that's tradition. But regardless, the wise men did come and they brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now people, this is where people are quick to say, well, because they gave gifts to Jesus, that's the reason we give gifts to everybody else. But you see, we're missing the main point. They gave gifts to 
Jesus. They didn't give gifts to each other. They gave gifts to Jesus. I told someone a, a story one time about that. I said, you know, supposing you have a birthday party and we know how it works. You know, you have a cake, you invite your friends over and hopefully they bring gifts and all. And then after we get through eating the cake, maybe playing some games, we open the presents. Well, now supposing it's your party, you get ready to open the presents and all your friends give gifts to each other, but nobody gives you a gift. You know, we would be quick to say, hey, y'all got something wrong here. It's my birthday. Uh-oh, uh-oh. But what about Jesus? What about Jesus? See, the enemy has got us so distracted in giving gifts to everybody else. And my question is, what do you give to Jesus? Because actually, it's his birthday. It, it, it's not ours. It, it, unless, of course, you were born. I do know some people that were born on December 25th. But even, even that is not his actual birthday. That's when we celebrate it. We won't get into that either. But think about it, friends. It's his birthday. The wise men came and they worshiped and they what? They supported the kingdom work. They supported Jesus. What do you think Mary and Joseph did with the gold? They used it to raise up Jesus and their other children. But it was to, to the support of the kingdom work. What was the kingdom work? The kingdom of God. What was the kingdom of God? That he would send his son to die for the sins of the world, to raise from the dead, so that what? It's eternal. It's spiritual. So now we've got the wise men. They came to worship and to support the kingdom work. Oh, my friend, this is Christmas. It is God giving us a gift that we take the same gift and give it to others. It is proclaiming, like the angels, the good news. It is honoring and giving praise to God who sent the good news. It is worshiping like the shepherds and evangelizing the good news. It is worshiping like the wise men and supporting the good news. And all of that is in the spiritual. You know, I want you to think about that. Like I said, don't get all upset with me. So I've got to take down my lights. I've got to take down my tree. i got to take. No, you don't have to do any of that. My goal here today is to simply help you think about and realize what God's picture of Christmas is all about. Now, is God going to get mad and send us to hell because we celebrate sometimes the way we do? No, but what God wants us to do is to realize what Christmas really is, what his intended plan for Christmas is, that it was meant to be spiritual, and we need to spend a lot more time in that realm. We need to be worshiping. We need to be proclaiming. We, you know, sometimes we're so busy partying that we're not what proclaiming. You know, to today, you ask the Holy Spirit, what can you do? I know Christmas is almost, you know, the date itself is almost on us, but you know, you still got time. What, what are you going to get your focus? And think about these things. I hope you'll share this with somebody else. Again, you can find the message in its entirety on Glenn Mills Ministries YouTube and Facebook. But my friends, Christmas, God's picture, God's intent, God's example of Christmas was spiritual. Just like everything in the Christian life, it's almost all spiritual. It's, it's where we are in Christ. It's where we're going in Christ. And it's where we're going to end up in Christ. So I, I do pray that you, you will take time to think about this and you would ask yourself, what am I giving Christ for Christmas? You know, having been a pastor many years ago, I remember people actually telling me, well, you know, pastor, I can't really give anything Christmas morning because I'm already spent out. I've then maxed out my card. And I'm thinking, but it's his birthday. You know, if anybody ought to get anything, it ought to be Jesus. I used to challenge people. 
And what I would say is, look, whatever you spend, the most you spend on any one person in your family, we should give Jesus no less than that on the Sunday that we go to church and celebrate really his birth. And I want you to, I want to challenge you with that. You know, let's say you got a spouse and you spend a hundred dollars on their Christmas present, which is probably low for a lot of people. We should give Jesus no less than that when we go to celebrate his birth at the church and, and really take time to worship as you're going to work, as you're sitting around this Christmas season, take time to worship. And then remember, not just on Christmas, but that we would continually help support the work of ministry. You know, my wife, Kim, and I could not do what we do in ministry if it were not for partners who help to support us. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ every opportunity through, you know, uh, podcasts, through YouTube, through Facebook, through Twitter, through newsletters, all kinds of ways. And our partners help us to do that. Well, what are, what are they doing? They are supporting kingdom work because that's what we're doing. We're, we're all about Jesus. We're all about the word. And when you help support Glenn Mills Ministries, that's exactly what you're doing. You are helping us to get the word out, just like you're hearing today, to as many people as will listen to it. Thank you so much. I'm excited. Again, this is our first podcast. We love to hear from you. Uh, there's a lot of ways you can reach us. You can email us at Ministries at gmail.com. If you've got a Facebook account with Glenn Mills Ministries, just use the, uh, you can use the messenger there. My friends, we'd love to hear from you. Hope you're enjoying this, um, the podcast that we're doing. Again, this is the first one, and this is a lot of what we're going to be doing. Again, our goal is, is to learn and to love and to live the Word of God, which I know will transform your life. It is exciting, and again, thank you so much. Do share this with a friend, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again on another podcast.